Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronan Warfield. Hi, Ronan. Hey, Holly. How was your week Did uh, you say tag? I did say guten tag. Just bring a little bit of... German. Bit of, Shout out to all our German fans. Yay. All four, all two of you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? There's some Belgium uh, listeners that we have. Is that right? Interesting. Yeah. So hi. We have actually. Let me just look into our thing here because we actually mm. have a few different listeners from lots of different areas. Hello to Belgium. Uh, yeah, there is some Belgium. Mm. Um, let me have a little look. So, did you do anything interesting this week? No, I didn't. You mad? In, the, in this country, in this lockdown state, no. In this nothing. climate. In this climate, there's nothing to do except work and do that again the next yeah, day. Um, but now it was a busy week in work with the live football. Um, kept me going, kept me uh, sane. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Although not pleased with por- anyone from Portugal at the moment. Very oh. unhappy. No, they've uh, ripped our hearts from our bodies they have they have they've ruined our hopes and dreams and yeah but does that mean we're totally does that mean the republic of ireland for soccer is totally out of the running i think we still are it's a there's a technical chance isn't it yeah there's a technical chance we can do it but we're talking you know if we get five nil yeah we're talking miracle stuff kind of you know we need an intervention from the pope to qualify (laughs) at this point like so we need the hand of god uh Going into the football match, and instead we got the head of Ronaldo knocking us out. So I know he's he's yeah. great though, so, isn't he? He's so smug though, so smug. He just ah, if I can't you were that good, you would be smug though. I know I'd be smug, but still. And he's actually not... a nice, like he actually seems like a really nice guy as well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I reserve judgment on that. Like, as in, just so did Thierry Henry. And oh. he too, so. I'm never letting that go. Never, Terry Henry, Terry Henry. Yeah, <laughs> never set foot in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, well, he was a bit handsy as well, wasn't he? He was just a little a bit smidge. handsy, just yeah, a yeah. smidge. Yeah, well, no, in fairness, we're not saying that Ronaldo handballed the, no. the, the ball. No, head, no, he headballed the real, the real cheat on the night was the ref. Yeah, the ref is a war criminal as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the real terrorist. The real terrorist. In the world the today yeah. Yeah. is that it's not, referee. It's not, it's not no, the Taliban. No other it's groups, that referee. No other, you know, other fringe groups or, no, you know. that ref. <laughs> terrorizing your mind. Yeah. I'm not ah. bitter. Not bitter at all. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like you're a little bit bitter. A little bitter. A little bit. But I'm not Look. letting it take over my life. No, not, and these like, things happen. Yeah. And as Ronaldo said himself, that's football. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being as smug as him. <laughs> I know, I know. It's totally, and I don't even like, I don't, even, don't even care. Really follow. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, I, I mean, I guess you, you still I, I think, always I do when. You follow enough to, you know, get in on the slagging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's allowed. It's the main, main part of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly. Just... It is. I mean, it's it's really forty percent actual gameplay and sixty percent banter. Mm, true, very true. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to try and get to the cinema soon, I think. Mm, mm. That's the plan. Very good. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully I'll get to the... I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see Ryan Reynolds' new movie. What's he got going out? What's that? The... Player One? Or not Player One. Oh, the, uh, the Free Guy. Free Guy. Player one, yeah. Player um, one is not the same. It's another. Uh, another one. Another. No, free guy. Yeah, I suppose it, it had potential, but I, I think it just looks like another, another uh, expensive kids movie, like you know. Um, he loves an old action comedy, though. He does. He does. He's a, he's an action comedy guy. It's like everything now for him. Every movie he's gonna make now from now on in will have action, and then he'll be super sarcastic and and that's gonna be the movie i i feel like that's how he is in life as well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the carry on of him on twitter and the whole lot it's just well that's he it's the is same very funny though with yeah, um just, just with lively's yeah. uh instagram as well yeah i wonder how what's her breaking point where it stops being funny you know she's hilarious on instagram as well he's funny too but i'm wondering so. how, how much more she can take Bjorkstick, no, Ryan, just stop. Stop, Ryan, just stop. Yeah, it was funny the first time and now you've yeah. done it, like you've done this anniversary picture like five years in a row. So mm. I know, Yeah, it's all good. Um, Cool, well, sure, will we get into it? Do it. Uh, I think I went last the last time. Uh, No, I went first the last time. So you go first this time. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like a different way of saying it. it yeah. Yeah, that made, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. We both said the same thing in reverse. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're clever. We're, we're up the side of the coin. You know? Yeah. Okay. So what did I have? I had the choice of I'd give it a year on Netflix or nobody on Amazon Prime. It's actually mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime rental, but um, that's. So if you were to buy it right now, it would you just have to pay a little bit, but like it's still on the Amazon Prime app. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I went for the big books. I went for nobody. Oh, okay. Well done. Well done for handing over actual currency for that one. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'll get into the um give us a quick rundown. Go on. Yeah. So yeah, nobody obviously is released this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an action thriller and it was directed by, I'm going to say, Ilya Nyshuller. And it was nice. written. Yeah, that, is that, that how you nice pronounce sh- it? Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's, it's I L Y A. So I think it's Ilya yeah. Nyshuller. And yeah, so it was written by Derek Kolstad and it stars Bob Odenkirk who everyone knows from loads of things. Um, Connie Nielsen, who is Wonder Woman's ma or um, Gladiator's missus. And um, who I actually, is so weird in this. I, she's, she's very played down and kind of re- like a regular looking. I guess she's super like glamazoned up in, in Wonder Woman and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it actually took me a split second to go like, is that? Uh, I was like, I recognize her face. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, it's her. Uh, Riza. And then also Christopher Lloyd uh, plays um, 
Bob Odenkirk's dad. Yeah, so I'll just quickly. So Bob Odenkirk is obviously the main character. Connie Nielsen plays Bob Odenkirk's uh, wife. Riza plays Bob Odenkirk's um, half-brother. And Christopher Lloyd plays Bob Odenkirk's dad. And Christopher Lloyd, as we all know, is Doc from um, Back to the Future. Um, so from all appearances... Uh, Hutch Mansell, who's Odenkirk, he seems like the most ordinary, basic dad. Um, and a nobody. Literally a nobody. You wouldn't, mm. you know, double do a double take um, if he was walking in the street. He has two children and his wife, and he's got an unremarkable office job in his father-in-law's Ed, in his father-in-law Eddie's uh, metal fabrication company so there's a brilliant um uh, what you call it montage at the beginning of this film and it has basically Hutch getting up going out missing going for a quick jog missing the the trash um the like garbage collection literally running down the street so it, this is like a an a, occurrence so it's kind of it's done extremely like kind of choppy so it's like a very sort of lots of effects on it but it's like monday boom and it just like goes boom 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 like you know coffee morning jog he goes to his commute back home dinner and then it's literally tuesday and it goes through exactly the same thing so you just get the you get like from that like two minutes or whatever the montage is you just get like this guy lives a very mundane, repetitive, monotonous like existence. So one night, uh, an armed uh, man and woman break into the house. And so they're, you know, obviously going to try and steal their belongings or whatever. Um, and his son, Blake, tackles one of them, hutches then like, He's a little bit reluctant to intervene, even though he actually can take a swing because he has like a big golf club in his hands. Um, also, by the way he's moving and the way he's noticing things, you know, he's sort of observed this scenario before. Like most people, when they would see a couple with a gun um, in their hands, might kind of, I don't know, run away in fear lock a door but he's Mm -hmm. you can see that he's kind of confident and comfortable in this position so you know he's kind of dealt with this before in some way um but yeah so hutch then uh yeah the whole instant basically reinforces the kind of loser character that odenkirk is portraying because not only is he kind of frowned upon then by his son in his son's eyes um, he's also frowned upon like you can see his wife is disappointed in him even the the cops when they come to actually question Odenkirk and the family the next day like they're very much like oh so you didn't you didn't take a swing or anything or you had like you know had a golf club in your hand like you didn't you didn't even mm. try and help so he um yeah, he's very much a kind of a loser. And the fact that he lives with, or he, sorry, he works in his father-in-law's business with his brother-in-law as well. 
who are very macho kind of males. Um, they, uh, they, they very much look at him as a, as a kind of a loser for not reacting in more of a forthright way to these uh, intruders. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, then what happens is, oh yeah, so we see um, Hutch contacting his half-brother Harry on the RZA on this kind of hidden radio in his office. And yeah, he noticed, he says then that the the burglars actually had an unloaded gun. So he knew they were kind of small time. Um, but also it's kind of interesting because you're like, why is he talking to his brother on a, an old transistor radio? Yeah. Um, so there's like definitely kind of some kind of secrecy going on in the family. Um, yeah, so his daughter, Sammy, then is missing a bracelet. And so this literally flips um, Hutch off and he kind of snaps and he goes sort of possibly back into a mode that was already that he'd already existed in. So mm-hmm. he goes to his dad, uh, Christopher Lloyd's house. And he gets uh, an old gun um, that was in his cupboard and he tracks down in so many different ways, the robbers of the house. And he tries to get this bracelet that his daughter thinks that the robbers stole. And he hears like this, this, this couple is just a pretty much an ordinary couple that were just desperate and like they needed cash. And he notices that because their apartment is really run down and everything. Mm. So then um, he basically comes upon a bus um, with, or sorry, he's he's in a bus on his way home. Then. On his way home, yeah. And he, there's a just literally like him, I think there's like a y- young girl in the bus as well. And then a group of Eastern European ma- males come mm. on the bus and they are absolutely like, I think they're hammered, drunk or whatever, but they're extremely like aggressive and um, anti-social coming on the bus. And Bob Onekirk decides to kick the absolute shit out of all of them and literally does that very handily. You see him actually get taken a few punches. He's definitely hurt. He's definitely been stabbed, but mm. like he definitely does his earnest and you can tell that he's obviously done uh, had a lot of training it's not his first rodeo it is not his first rodeo no the next day harry um so he sends yeah they end up in the the hospital those those guys um harry his brother sends hutch to see the barber so the barber is a character then we meet who basically is a a professor X type guy. He knows a Mm. lot of things about a lot of people. And he tells Hutch that one of the victims that was on the bus is younger brother of Yulian uh, Kustinov. And he's a notorious Russian crime lord. So that's when basically the film then becomes the Russian crime lord wants to get his own comeuppance on Hutch. And, um, because essentially, like, you know, Hutch is uh, 
put this like Hutch is like beating up his brother. Actually, did he kill the brother? I can't remember if he killed him or not. Um, but yeah, so Hutch is basically he wants to get his revenge on Hutch um for doing this to his younger brother. And because he's a notorious crime lord, he um has the means and he's like this big big deal and yeah it's basically it goes into that and i don't want to kind of like give away any endings or no yeah it's, it's a good yeah it gets good after that so yeah that's a good place to stop all right yeah um, so um so you can see that basically like hutch isn't the actual he's not uh, the nobody you thought he was the nobody yeah. loser yeah. guy you thought he was and actually he can really do a lot of damage and mm. he kind of sort of unleashes maybe who he was underneath this kind of like very basic exterior mm. but yeah so I I really enjoyed this I yeah. kind of thought it was going to be um I don't know what I thought it was going to be I love Bob Odenkirk so I thought mm. like it's got to be but half decent even if he's, he's never done anything like this so this is completely you know yeah so it's yeah. pretty much like it starts him off as like a full-on action hero mm. i mean he kind I think this of is gives his, off this is his like taken his his yeah decent taken time where like he doesn't take up the action of action hero until his 50s like you know he also gave me bruce willis in first die hard vibes yeah true yeah i could get on that yeah yeah just definitely. in turn like i know bruce willis already was a cop but like he definitely you know, he kind of has the everyday Joe vibe going on in yeah. that first Die Hard, where yeah, he yeah. kind of was like, I'm just like a normal cop, like, but now this is a, like a terrorist group. <laughs> so, you know, he kind of has the like, I'm an everyday guy, but, um, and, and like, cause it's kind of similar with Odenkirk in this situation. He's, it's kind of him against this mob, like this Russian mob. So, he, you know, and he kind of has to use all of his faculties to get himself out of this situation. Mm. Um, and then it has the whole kind of like family aspect to it too. So it sort of reminded yeah. me a little bit of Die Hard, but um, yeah, but it was it was enjoyable. A great um, great action scenes for someone who you know kind of isn't a feckin'. Action hero, action hero already yeah yeah or yeah. someone who's like a fighter or someone who isn't but a skilled think, but i think that's why it works so well is because you're completely not expecting him to be any way tough or any way skilled yeah in that manner like and that's exactly why i suppose he was cast in this role because to look at him you're like oh you know he just looks like he just looks like saul from breaking bad or he looks like yeah any number of the comedy characters he's played like more like where's a suit he's comfortable in a suit environment yeah yeah, yeah. or be- you know a, a beige t-shirt suit. and jeans and yeah. you know and the, and the t-shirts tucked into the jeans you know t-shirt tucked <laughs> air text t-shirt tucks tucked into the jeans dad runners on yeah um maybe their jeans shorts maybe could be jean shorts yeah although jeans shorts they, i think maybe yeah they're not so much dad anymore are they? they're more well I know, yeah, they're just like everybody. But um, yeah, so I actually, it was a great, I think it was well, the the action scenes were kind of believable as well. They weren't like, 
over the top like yeah yeah you know I'm gonna take down five people with this one punch like it was kind of he took a lot of hits as well yeah and it kind of reminded me it kind of reminded me of you know did you ever see the the Netflix Daredevil yeah yeah well I know like it's not like obviously Daredevil's a superhero and stuff but like the the fight scenes in that are super gritty like and like Daredevil takes an absolute pound and as well as gives one like you know yeah the fight scenes kind of reminded me that and the way they're grounded and you know just pure grit like yeah yeah I think it's better I I just find it from a viewer point of view like when you just make things more believable it's just they're just so much I, I guess more, I know like yeah. yeah I mean I know fair enough if you're gonna be doing like sci-fi or something it's like obviously you're gonna have like laser beams in your action but like um definitely if it's just like a regular like in normal time mm. um film it's it's it kind of cool when it's just more yeah like if you saw two lads punching the head off each other on the street you know mm. <laughs> maybe not maybe not exactly like that in Dublin uh, no <laughs> <laughs> like just you know two drunk guys just, just that, blah, like that blah. but usually when you see those fights in real life they're actually terrible like it's I know just yeah like, oh it's god just like, it's, it's just like two people grappling not yeah like I know it. and just and all you hear is <laughs> that's all you hear like you don't hear anything <laughs> I know you just hear people getting muffled by their own hands and stuff like you know, yeah the other person's hands like, <laughs> and then so, just like shouting at each other then yeah. just walking then, away yeah. shouting when they, when they back off then their friends yeah. intervene and that's it fight over you know yeah 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 so, are you saying exactly, that you wanted more violence or uh, well you know it's not exactly usc like I mean, you know, no no you it's know. not when, you, when you're standing outside center with your chicken roll in your hand you want to you know you want a bit of entertainment <laughs> you know that's, that's you know Hey, it's 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 a dinner and a show. Do you it's know, dinner Sandra? And a show. That's what you want. Come on, Sandra, start it out. <laughs> yeah, Two so I'm um yeah, I am very glad that you nominated that movie. Cool. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're glad. Yeah. I hope I didn't so. go on too long there about it. And I hope no, I didn't give too no. much away. But uh no, you're very concise. I think definitely uh, you've left loads to watch. It's definitely a good one. Um yeah, exactly. There's lots more to the story. Mm. And I just loved Christopher Lloyd in this role as well. Yes. Well, you know, you can't not yeah. love him in anything. I just, I, who doesn't like him in anything? Like, have you, uh, did you see the new um, Adult Swim promo where they have him cast as the real life Rick in Rick and Morty? No. Which I think it's just the most perfect casting you've ever it, heard of. Like, literally, but I'd say, you know, what's his name who actually com- came up with Rick and Morty? I mean, he must have been thinking of 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 Doc a little bit when been. he. Yeah. I mean, sure, he looks exactly like him. Mm. But yeah, apparently, potentially, I don't know what the Back to the Future is, but... could, you know, yeah. claim some copyright there. They could, and they should not do it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was very tickled by that. So yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. Cool. But uh, yeah, no, I'm glad you like that. So we will move on to my one, shall we? Yeah. So okay. I think what did I say to you? So Motherland. you gave me the option of Motherland and Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah, so I went with Motherland. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to go for it. Yeah, no, I did. I did because you gave it to me before, and again, I was like, oh, okay, I'll take the hint. Must be good. Okay. Um, Zodiac, I was on the verge because I do like a bit of Fincher, David Fincher. Um, but then I saw the running time. I was like, no, you're alright. Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it two forty or two fifty or something? It's literally, it's literally a hair's breadth under three hours. And I'm like, 
Yeah, fair enough. Not, not today. Don't have the time. I know. So, Motherlands uh, are like nice 22 minutes. Yeah, they are. They're nice little. You mind them out in a couple of couple of hours, so it's grand. Um, I did watch the first few episodes of season one. Um, so it's on Netflix. It is written by, created and written by uh, Sharon Horgan, Graham Linehan, uh, Helen Serafinowitz, and Holly Walsh. So they're the four main creators and writers. And now I have to imagine this was before Graham Linehan became a professional troll on Twitter, because I can't imagine Sharon Horgan having anything to do with him after that debacle. Is it? it must be I a while actually, ago. Actually, I don't it know. It must have been. 2016, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. No, but there was, um, there's like, season three just went out on BBC now. Oh, okay. So That's quite close, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, 2021, I, you're right, yeah. I don't know if, um, what you call it, I don't know if um, he's stepped down from it or, you know what I mean? Like, mm. he mightn't be in the third, like, I don't know what, how much he has involved in all of, yeah. all of the se- seasons. Yeah, because I can't, he's been talking about to do crap on Twitter and I can't imagine Sharon Horgan would would uh, be a big fan of what he was saying like but um anyway that's neither here nor there we uh the, the actual show itself is called it's called motherland and it's about um uh, uh basically uh parents in london raising their kids um so essentially we meet in the first episode we meet julia who is a events planner she works um and raises her kids uh, she's estranged from her ex-husband um we very quickly find out that she relies on her mother for a lot of childminding uh, while she works full time at uh, this very stressful job. Uh, but her life is in disarray. Despite being an events planner, she is very she finds it very difficult to organize anything outside of that. Um, so she basically uh, on the first day that we meet her, she is on her way to drop the kids off at school. But when she gets there, she finds out that the school is actually closed because it's the midterms and she's completely forgotten about it. So now she's stuck with the kids for the day um, while having to be in work, which uh, I'm sure is the single parent's worst nightmare. Um, uh, but uh, she has a friend called Liz, who is very much lazy irresponsible kind of the opposite to her in terms of her demeanor and her outlook she just goes with the flow and and um, just lets the kids run right essentially um uh, so she finds out on the first episode as well that her mother who's just back from holidays has decided not to take the kids anymore um so uh she's now basically the first episode is her bouncing from people to people trying to offload her kids so she can go to work um, when well, she's in the cafe uh, with her friend Liz and who's the single dad? Uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. So Kevin's a real ditzy dope type of thing. Like he's really like wide eyed, bit bit dim. Like, but and he's uh, very keen to like get in with all the mums. Yeah. So yeah, at the cafe, uh, we see that there's a table full of the alpha mums, and this <laughs> is headed by Amanda, who is played by Lucy Punch. Um. So. I should say that Julia is played by Anna Maxwell Martin, um, who I recognised from Line of Duty. Yeah. She played, yeah. she played an absolute bitch in Line of Duty. Battle Axe. So, yeah. So that's the only thing I knew her from. So it was nice to see her do something not that, you know, that was yeah. cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Lucy, Lucy Punch plays the head of this Alpha Mums gang, uh, where it's basically just like, you know, 
all real, you know, airy yummy fairy, mummy, yummy mummy type things. I'll come around for a mine for spag ball and blah, and then yeah, all these like you know women who look down on women who work because I couldn't be away from my kids and all this shit. Like it would yeah, kill me all this kind of crap. Like you know the super super positive mom type type who of which there are plenty i can assure you yeah i think amanda even used the line to julia like yeah i just love my kids too much like i couldn't go to work yeah and And like julia's just there like eating her like hand going like and another another uh, another alpha mom's like i die for my kids and they're all (laughs) waiting for her to like agree you know oh yeah i'd die for my kids if i had to i suppose (laughs) you know this kind of stuff real cringe it's so uh, cringe but it's so like i could only imagine i'm not in that situation but i could only imagine they exist with a vengeance Mm. oh 100 so uh anyway so she uh she sits down with the alpha moms um and says to the head of the alpha moms amanda that she'll take her kids for the day because she's envisioning that she can call a favor back and she'll uh, amanda will take her kids uh, on the thursday when she has a big events launch that she needs to be in work for that's what we find out uh so she ends up with her kids and then she uh hooks up with liz while stuck with all these kids while starving and tired and completely stressed out and liz brings them all back to her place um where Liz manages to cut half her finger off with a knife while she's making food. Uh, so she has to go to the hospital. And now she's stuck with three sets of kids uh, on a day when she was trying to get to work and have none. Um, so, uh, yeah, so essentially she drops the kids back at uh, Amanda's at half five that evening. Um, and Liz is with her, as is um, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, plus, plus all the kids. So, uh, and then she finds out that Liz is, or uh, Amanda's not actually putting on any food for the pair parents, it's just for the kids. She continues to be starving. Um, and it all comes to a head basically where Liz uh, has it out with the rest of the alpha moms because apparently they don't like her very much. Um, so they all get thrown out of the house. Um, uh, Julia is not going to have her kids looked after on Thursday. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the first episode. And that's, that's the setup. Yeah. So it essentially becomes that the three of them form their own little group um, of, of uh, parents. Uh, but that's pretty much the setup. I watched episode two and it's all their own, they're all their own little self-contained stories. Like uh, episode two yeah. is the birthday party. Episode three is the uh, the fundraiser, which she has no intention of getting involved in, but she does to try and get on the right side of the alpha moms. So yeah, it's very funny. I have to say it's really, really good. Um, lots of cringe. So if you're into that kind of cringe humor, um, it'll definitely do the job for you. Yes. Yeah, but um. Yeah, no, I, I was kind of. They're all kind of, very, uh, they're all very kind of well tuned characters. I think, like mm-hmm. very separate, diff- like they're all quite different and unique characters. Yeah, yeah, um, they are. Um, I I was a particular, particularly big fan of Liz, played by Diane Morgan. Yes, you'd know from loads of BBC comedy stuff. She does. Uh, she's done the the Charlie Brooker's screen wipe she's been in that a lot um, and she's in afterlife as well and with... she's in afterlife a bit she's the girl with the big glasses who works in the office with Ricky yeah DeVos. yeah she's really uh, funny in that too she kind of has that sort of northern ditzy you know girl act nailed like it's it's kind of her thing like but it's yeah. very good it's very funny uh so yeah that's that's pretty much the the, the rundown i definitely recommend this because it's very funny if you haven't gone into it because i had no idea this existed until you until you until you recommended it so I'm eager to watch the rest of it now. Oh, um, really? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. It's really funny. Um, 
and uh, I'm trying to think what else did I did I uh I, I was kind of like I was on the fence a little bit because like you as a dad I was thinking like it is I mean it does kind of focus on well I guess Kevin's character is a dad so you know he's always talking from a dad's perspective obviously mm, mm. and like but I guess the majority perspective is from mothers yeah. and but like it's really parents like I think any gender you know parent would would appreciate the humor and everything in this yeah yeah, yeah. but I do and obviously it, it's exaggerated humor as all comedies are but it's yeah it's, it's, it's all stuff that's you know has some semblance to reality which is what makes it all the funnier I think but the the um, sort of the underlying joke as well in Julia's life like the main character is the fact that her husband is not there no it, uh, he's not there in in the series like so he's there you see him <laughs> when Julia is having some kind of meltdown she'll call him on a phone and in each scene He's he's like at a foot like during one of the kids parties, he yeah, was like, like living his best life. Like yeah. he was literally living his best life. He was like at a football match and was kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do, babe. Like, I'm sorry. I'm here. Like I'm I'm at the football match. Like there's nothing I can do. And it was just like he's just a he's a permanent non fixture in the in the household. Do you yeah, know that kind just, of way? It's just he's he like, might as well not have any kids. He's just like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally, anytime Julia calls him, so he's been like at a racing car thing for like, <laughs> aka team building for his work, uh, where he's like driving around on a track, and then he's at a football match, and then he's at like some kind of stags, stags day or stags night or whatever weekend away, and it's just it's just perfect. Like it's just hilarious because he's actually, and and he's just on the phone. Like you only see him, yeah. you never see him there in the house. He's off doing something awesome and amazing, like, and she's just so, like the pit of despair, like. Yeah. yeah. So it just yeah. infuriates her character. Like that's her character is like, he's almost like, her character is angst, like in a way that like she needs him and he's never there. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just hilarious. Good. So you liked it. Yes, I did. I did. I would recommend it. It's on Netflix for those who want to watch it. So that means it's free, you know, get someone yeah. else's Netflix like Holly does. And, <laughs> and watch it there for free. I also use my dad's Netflix as well. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so not just mine. It's your dad's yeah. as well. All yeah. Right. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause uh, so the first two, yeah, I just had a look there actually. Graham Linehan just wrote the first series. So he was just oh, involved. Right, okay. Or he just says he was involved in the first series. Yeah, um, I was thinking. So, yeah, the uh, first two series are on Netflix. And from the last time, because I think that the BBC version just only came out in 2021 there. Yeah, it so, looks like it was just released. So, yeah, so yeah. it's not actually on Netflixio yet. Oh. Um, so that might be another year, though. The same. It's okay. It's okay. I can wait. Yeah, exactly. No, I can't. I want it now. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I've, uh, I've, I've, and I've a bit more to look forward to. I've got to see, I, I nearly got to the end of season one. I'm going to watch season two over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was watching. Oh, that cool. I, it was one of those things though, when I was watching this on Netflix that like, I was kind of, 
you know the way like obviously Netflix will run the episode into each other and I was kind of got to the stage where I actually would would stop it and would just check like how many episodes like how many episodes are left and yeah, I yeah. probably should like leave save that some. there now yeah, save yeah. some like I know I really enjoy a series if I do that like if I'm literally just don't care that much about the series yeah. I'll just let it go and I'll binge through it and kind of finish it just to have a resolve mm. but like with this one I was like saving it and pausing it and keeping it for the next day and you know it was just like that's you know maybe that's just it's kind of, sounds a little bit weird I can understand no, no, it's fine. Yeah. I get it I get it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no I get it this is what we uh, do in in a sort of well I watched this first in lockdown and um, and actually, I started re-watching it again because I gave oh, it to you sure. and like that's why I was thinking of it last week. Excellent. Um, but I actually like started to re-watch it and, you know, still what like a year later, enjoy it, do you know? So even no, though it's a solid it's like, watch, it's a solid, it's a solidly written and acted. So, yeah. Yeah. Little, uh, I'm just reading here a little, uh, little production tidbit. It was actually... Oh. It was actually going to be on ABC in America. Sharon Horgan pitched it to ABC in America first, and it got picked up to pilot, where it was not picked up for a full season after that. And then she came back, and BBC. then she came back to BBC and teamed up with Lenehan first. Interesting, very interesting, very interesting. Also, mm. the fact that like Merman is like like catastrophe and Ashling B's show are Merman productions. Obviously, it's it's. Mm. Um, it's her production company, but um, they usually do stuff like with Channel Four, so it's like cool that she has stuff on the BBC as well because she's amazing. She is, she is. We are big fans of her on this podcast. Yay, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> it's it very, uh, it's very, uh, it's very nice. It's very nice. It's a little cheer. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I, I have bunting. I have Sharon bunting. True, true. And the t-shirt, of course. Don't forget the t-shirt. Yeah. It's just that you can't, obviously it's a podcast, so you can't actually see this visual, but it's true. It's there. You just have to believe that we're doing this. The the bunting's a nice touch. The the, the pom-poms, the cheerleader pom-poms, they're good. I like them. Yeah, Yeah. very nice. Yeah, cool. (sighs) Welcome. Great. Well, that's cool. Um, We were thinking for next week. Mm Mm-hmm of maybe doing a film that we haven't picked out of our choices yes yes out of so past choices so we'll so we'll another a... layer another layer of mystery added to the uh to next week's Ooh, choice see what any one we... any one of the choices that we have rejected up to now now comes back to bite us in the ass <laughs> <laughs> so we have to watch a film that we have not chosen to watch first time around yeah. Yeah. And we'll just go have to root out the the past lists. Um, have you got them written down somewhere in the list, by the way? I'm sure you do, don't you? I do have it on my notebook. Do you want to just yeah. send me a photograph of it so I know what's what? Or do you have my choices there? You just have your own, do you? I have a few of yours. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll probably send them on to you because I think they cool. might be yeah. too much here to list. Yeah. Too much here to list. So much content. No. So much, Ronan. What, what okay. episode are we up to, by the way? I, um, I've lost track. This is episode 18 
This this podcast is old enough to drink. I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Let me just double check that. I'm like literally looking up, kind of going, wait there. Is this actually? Yes. So this episode is episode 18. Awesome. It's like, is it 19 yeah. or 18? Uh, yes, yeah, so this uh, this podcast is old enough to drink in Ireland. Yeah. In Ireland, yeah. Anywhere else, not so much. Well, you know, if it's Russia, he's well, been drinking Europe. since he was twelve. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> and not in America. Not in America. Twenty one. Three more. Three more episodes for that. So. Oh yeah, three more. That's good. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, it's kind of points. Cool. Okay. Well, sure. Look, we'll um we'll leave it there then, yeah, and yeah. we will see you guys. Next week. We will talk to you later, gang. Bye. Bye.